Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim by Avram Goldhar and today we're Mezekus Ksubis Daf Ein Dal, the seventh parak Hamadir. The Zichud Mezekus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rabbi Bar Yaakov said in the name of Yochanan, "Hamakadosh al Tanai Ubaal Divrei Akol Inotzuichamen Get." If one was Makadosh of one with the Tanai and then had relations with her, and then it was discovered that the Tanai was not fulfilled, according to everyone, meaning Rav and Shmuel, she does not need a get from him. This is in line with Rav's view. Rav Akiva Yaakov's sister's son, Rav Akiva Rav Ika, challenged him from the following. It was taught in a brisa, chalitza mutes kashera. A mistaken chalitza is doubt, and Rishwakish explained that this is kosher omel chalitza ubekach atakonsa. Wherever the oven was told, perform chalitza, and through that you will marry her. Meaning, he was tricked into giving her chalitza. But Rabbi Yochanan said that another brisa taught that chalitza's only effect when both the yavam and yavam have the proper kavana. Rather, a chalitza mutes is kosher omel chalitza amenashi titan lachav matayim zuz. Wherever he was told, perform chalitza in order that she gives you 200 zuz. Rabbacha Breda Ravika said, why is the chalitza valid? It's because the Avad Maisa Achul Achli Latanai, since he performed an act without reiterating the Tanai, it must mean he was Mocho on the Tanai. Here too, since he had Bia, without reiterating the Tanai, he must have been Mocho on the Tanai. Point number two, Rabbacha responded to his nephew's challenge by explaining why the chalitza case is different. Since all Tanai are learned from the Tanai that Moshe made with Menegad and Menegad, a Tanai must resemble that original Tanai and be able to be carried out by a Shaliach, just like Moshe made Yehoshua his Shaliach. A tanai that cannot be carried out by a shaliach is not a valid tanai, and a chalitza cannot be done by a shaliach. Therefore, no tanai can be attached to it. When the grass how a tanai can be attached to a kedushin done through bia, since it also cannot be affected through a shaliach, it answers hasimishum the iskush havayus hadadi. There, a tanai is valid because the various ways of becoming married are compared to one another. Rush explains that the Torah includes all three forms of kedushin in the pasuk v'haisalishacher. She shall become a wife to another man. Since a tanai is effective for the other methods of kedushin, such as kesev or star, which can be accomplished through a shaliach, it's also effective for kedushin through bia, even though it cannot be accomplished through a shaliach. And point number three was taught in Bryce regarding a case where the husband is makadish a woman on condition that she had no vows or physical defects. If she went to a chacham and he was matir the neder, she is mukadesh. If she went to a doctor who healed her, she is not mukadesh. What's the difference? Chacham okras and neder mi'ikaro. Achacham operates the neto retroactively from its very inception while a doctor cures the defect only moving forward. When the Gemara brings a contradictory Bryce that in both cases she's not Mukudesh's, Rabbi answers that the first Bryce is Rabbi Mer, who says, Adam A man is willing to embarrass his wife in Basin to annul her vow, and therefore he did not intend to avoid the marriage if the netter could be annulled. The second Bryce is Rabbi Lazar, who said, that a man is not willing to embarrass his wife by having her appear in basin, and therefore he intended to avoid the marriage if she's under a vow, even if it could be annulled. So once again, the three points are number one. Rebbe Bar Yaakov said in the name of Yochanan, If one was Mekadosh a woman with the Tanai, and then he had relations with her, and then it was discovered that the Tanai was not fulfilled, according to everyone, meaning Rabbi Shmuel, she does not need a get from him. This is in line with Rabbi's view. Ravacha Bar Yaakov's sister's son, 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 
a mistaken chalitza is valid. And Rishwakish explained that this is kosher omel chalitza ubekach atakonsa. Wherever the oven was told, perform chalitza, and through that you will marry her. Meaning, he was tricked into giving her chalitza. But Rabbi Yochanan said that another Brisa taught that chalitza is only effect when both the yovam and yavama have the proper kavana. Rather, a chalitza mutes is kosher omel chalitza amenashi titan lachav matayim zuz. Wherever he was told, perform chalitza in order that she gives you 200 zuz. Ravacha Braid Ravika said, why is the chalitza valid? It's because the Avad Maisa Achuli Achli Latanai, since he performed an act without reiterating the Tanai, it must mean he was Mocho on the Tanai. Here too, since he had Bia, without reiterating the Tanai, he must have been Mocho on the Tanai. Point number two, Ravacha responded to his nephew's challenge by explaining why the chalitza case is different. Since all Tanai are learned from the Tanai that Moshe made with Menegad and Menegad, a Tanai must resemble that original Tanai and be able to be carried out by a Shaliach, just like Moshe made Yehoshua his Shaliach. Tanai do lev shalikiyume al yidei shaliach will have a tanai. A tanai that cannot be carried out by a shaliach is not a valid tanai, and a chalitza cannot be done by a shaliach. Therefore, no tanai can be attached to it. When the one asks how a tanai can be attached to a kedushin done through bia, since it also cannot be affected through a shaliach, it answers hasimishum de iskush havayis hadadi. There, a tanai is valid because the various ways of becoming married are compared to one another. Rush explains that the Torah includes all three forms of kedushin in the pasuk lahaisulishacher. She shall become a wife to another man. Since a tanai is effective for the other methods of kedushin, such as kesev or star, which can be accomplished through a shaliach, it's also effective for Kedushan through Bia, even though it cannot be accomplished through a Shaliach. And point number three is taught in Bresa regarding a case where the husband was Makadish, a woman, on condition that she had no vows or physical defects. If she went to a Chacham and he was Matir the Neder, she's Mekodeshes. If she went to a doctor who healed her, she's not Mekodeshes. What's the difference? Chacham operates the Neder retroactively from its very inception, while a doctor cures the defect only moving forward. When the Gemara brings a contradictory Bryce, that in both cases she's not Mekodeshes, Rabbi answers that the first Bryce is Rabbi Mer, who says, Adam basin. A man is willing to embarrass his wife in basin to annul her vow, and therefore he did not intend to avoid the marriage if the netter could be annulled. The second price is Rabbi Lazar, who said that a man is not willing to embarrass his wife by having her appear in basin, and therefore he intended to avoid the marriage if she's under a vow, even if it could be annulled. All right, so now we go to Simdaf Ein Dalad, and her standard simon is an aid, a witness. So here goes. The confused aiding to the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him 200 zuz, but did, and were taught the Parsha B'nei Gadim B'nei Ruben to understand why the Tanai wasn't valid. By a doctor and a Chacham called in as backup to try to help a woman with a physical defect and a vow. Once again, it's emotion. The confused aiding, aiding, that must be learned of Ein Dalad, aid. The confused aiding to the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him tuna zuz, but didn't, which reminds us that Chalitza Mutes is kosha omer lachot zla amanashi titim matayim zuz, wherever the Yavim was told, perform a Chalitza in order that the Yavama gives you tuna zuz. Rav Achabrein Rav Ika said, why is the Chalitza valid? It's because the Avid Maisa al achli Tanai. Since he performed an act without reiterating the Tanai, it must mean he was mocha on the Tanai. Here too, where he was makadash al Tanai, but had beer without reiterating the Tanai, he must have been mocha on the Tanai. So the confused aid into the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him 200 zuz, 
but didn't. We're taught the Parsha B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain to understand why the Tanai was invalid, which reminds us, Ravaka explained why the Chalitza case is different. Since all Tanaim are learned from the Tanai that motion made with B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain, a Tanai must resemble that original Tanai and be able to be carried out by a Shaliach, just like Moshe made Yehoshua his Shaliach. Tanai the Shul Kiyumi Adi Shaliach will have a Tanai. Tanai that cannot be carried out by a Shaliach is not a valid Tanai, and a Chalitza cannot be done by a Shaliach. Therefore, no Tanai can be attached to it. So, the confused aid him to the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him 200 Zuz, but didn't, were taught the parchment they got him in a Reuben to understand why the Tanai was invalid, by a doctor and a Chacham called in as backup to try to help a woman with a physical defect and a vow. Which reminds us, it was taught in Brights regarding a case where the husband was Makadish a woman on condition that she had no vows or physical defects. If she went to a Chacham and he was Matir the Neder, she's Mekudeshes. If she went to a doctor who healed her, she's not Mekudeshes. What's the difference? Chacham okra san Neder mi'karo varofa enu marape el mikanu haba. A Chacham uproots the Neder retroactively from its very inception, while a doctor cures the defect only moving forward. So once again, the confused aiding to the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him 200 Zuz, but didn't, were taught the Parsham and they got him in a Reuben to understand why the Tanai was invalid, by a doctor and a Chacham called in as backup to try to help a woman with a physical defect and a vow. Alright, now it's time for four Bach Chazar. Dafain, so the Simr Dafain is a one-eyed Martian. So here goes. The young orphan boys who love to buy bags of one-eyed Martian marshmallows, one-eyed Martian? That must be more on Dafain. So, the young orphan boys who love to buy bags of one-eyed Martian marshmallows on their own, which reminds us, it was stated in the mission in Gidden Daf Nun Tesam and Olaf, Hapaota's young children, which Rashi defines as children eight or nine, their purchases are valid purchases, and their sales are valid sales with regard to metaltal, movable property. Rashi explains that regarding land, their transactions are not valid until they have two sorrows or reach the age of 20. Rafram said they only taught this ruling, she ain't shama patropus, where there is no apotropus to manage the estate, but when there is, the purchases are not valid purchases and their sales are not valid sales. So, the young orphan boys who love to buy bags of one-eyed Martian marshmallows on their own, over and a man prohibited his wife to benefit from over 30 days, who didn't have enough earnings to buy the marshmallows herself. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the seventh parak states, if one makes a netter prohibiting his wife to derive benefit from him for up to 30 days, which Rashi explains is referring to receiving any support from him, he must appoint an agent to support her. The Gemara explains that the case is when the husband said to her, take your earnings in lieu of your food. Here the husband no longer has a chiv to support her. When they were asked, why then is a shaliach needed to support her if she has earnings? Ravashi answers, the mission is referring to a case where she has enough earnings for her big items, such as the food she needs, but not enough for the small items. The netter takes effect, but the shliach needs to provide her with the small items. So, the young orphan boys who love to buy bags of one-eyed Martian marshmallows on their own, over at a man, prohibit his wife to derive benefit from him for 30 days, who didn't have enough earnings to buy the marshmallows herself, and declare that whoever supports his wife will not lose by it. Which reminds us, the mission had said, If the netter was up to 30 days, he should appoint a steward to support it. The Gemara asks, isn't the steward functioning as the husband's shaliach? If so, how is this permissible? Ravuna said the mission's case is Omer Kol Hazan in Omapsid, where the husband says, whoever supports my wife will not lose by it, so that the steward is not acting based on a command from the husband, unlike a case that was brought from Gittin. Dafain Alf. So the similar Dafain Alf is a donkey going E-R. So here goes. The man frantically riding his donkey, donkey, that must be on Dafain Alf, E-R. 
the man frantically riding his donkey to find a Pesach to his netter, not to support his wife for an unspecified amount of time, which reminds us, Rav said, where a man made a netter not to support his wife for an unspecified amount of time, then he must divorce her immediately and give her the ksuba. The Mavarshim explained that since he'll have to divorce her after 30 days, since people will find out about it and she'll be disgraced, she can get divorced immediately. But Shmuel said, Even when the netter was for an unspecified amount of time, he does not need to divorce her immediately, for perhaps in the interim, he'll find a Pesach for his netter and be released from it. So the man frantically riding his donkey to go find a Pesach to his netter, not to support his wife for an unspecified amount of time, was shocked when the animal picked up the scent of the fragrance of her adornments, which she had last sprayed 30 days before, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Ein Amadov stated that if one pronounced a netter on his wife that she should not adorn herself with any type of perfume, he must divorce her and give the Ksuba. Yossi says, with a poor woman he must divorce if he did not give a certain time limit for the netter. Whereas with a wealthy woman, the maximum term is 30 days. Abai explained that a kosher woman benefits from the fragrance of her adornments for 30 days. A term of 30 days or less is not considered sufficient hardship to demand a divorce, since the fragrance from the last time she perfumed herself can last that long. So the man frantically riding his donkey to go find a Pesach to his netter, not to support his wife for an unspecified amount of time, was shocked when the animal picked up the scent of the fragrance of her adornments, which she had last sprayed 30 days before and then followed the scent straight to her father's home, where she was always eager to run back to. Which reminds us, the next mission states, A mother is ishto shalotel chabesavia. If one made a netter that his wife may not go to her father's house, if the father lives in a different city, then if the term of the netter included one regal, he could keep her as his wife. But if the term included three regalim, then he must divorce her and give her the ksuba. The Gemara notes an inherent contradiction where the ratio implies that he must divorce her if the term includes two regalim, and the save implies that he must only divorce her if it includes three regalim. One answer given is the ratio was dealing with the Radufa, a woman who's eager to go back to her father's home, whereas the Seif is dealing with a woman who's not a Radufa, who's not eager to go back to her father's home. Dafaim base. So the symbol of Dafaim base is a thick piece of cake. So here goes. The man who put down his thick piece of birthday cake, thick piece of birthday cake, that must mean we're on Dafaim base. The man who put down the thick piece of birthday cake outside and went into the house of the Avel, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa, to say, what's the meaning of that which is written in Kohelis? Tova leches al base evo, meleches al base mishta. It's better to go to house of mourning than to house of feasting. Ba'asher who so call adam, l'chayitin aliba, for that is the end of all man, and the living should take it to heart. What does it mean that the living should take it to heart? Dvarim shalmisa, they should take to heart matters of death. The Gemara explains that this means that he should take to heart that what he does for the mace, such as eulogizing, bearing, or crying over him, will eventually be done for him when his time comes. So the man who put down the thick piece of birthday cake outside and went into the house of the Avel saw the deceased woman's head basket on the mantle, which reminds us the requirement for wearing a head covering is a deraisa and learn from the Parsha of Sota. But with the Raisa, a woman is able to go out with a kasa, a head basket, but according to Das Yehudas, it's prohibited to go out with it since it allows her hair to be seen through the spaces in the weave. Das Yehudas requires a more effective head covering. So the man who put down the thick piece of birthday cake outside and went into the house of the Avel saw the deceased woman's headbasket on the mantle and listened to her children sadly explain that their father divorced her when he discovered she made a netter not to eat meat or wear colored clothing, which reminds us the next mission states that if a man is Mekadosh a woman on condition that she's not under vows, and it's later found out that she is under vows, she's not Mekadosh as it was taught in Bryce, the mission was referring to the following types from the Dharm, Dvarim shall inuwe nefesh, matters of self-denial, that she won't eat meat, that she won't drink wine, or that she'll not adorn herself with colored clothes. Dafain Gimel, so the similar Dafain Gimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The ostrich farmer who was Mekadosh a woman with a giant ostrich egg, giant ostrich egg, that must be run Dafain Gimel. 
The ostrich farmer was Makadish a woman with a giant ostrich egg with a tanai she had no nadarim written on it, which reminds us it was stated kitcha al tanai knasastam. One is Makadish a woman with a tanai, but married her without a tanai. Rav says tzricha men a get. The marriage is valid, and she therefore requires a get. But Shmuel says ain't tzricha men a get. The marriage is not valid, and therefore does not require a get. Abai said Rav's reason is lefisha ain adam nus that a man does not let his bia be considered a bia of znus. Rashi explains that if he had waived his earlier tanai, then not only would the marriage be valid, but she would also be entitled to her ksuba. So the ostrich farmer was Makadish a woman with a giant ostrich egg with a tanai. She had no nandarim written on it, and then took the egg back when he divorced her after Arison and married her again without the egg. Which reminds us, Abai revises a statement made by Rabba to say, The Malchogs between Rabba and Shmuel is regarding an error involving one woman that is like an error involving two women. Rashi explains that the cases where one was Makadish a woman with a tanai that she does not have any nadarim, and then divorced her during Arison, he then took her back and married her without any tanai, and then it was discovered that she had nadarim. So the ostrich farmer was Makadish a woman with a giant ostrich egg, with a tanai she had no nadarim, written on it, and then took the egg back when he divorced her after Arison and married her again without the egg. Could not tell from his father's silence if that meant he consented to the condition, which reminds us, Abai challenged Rabba from a rice of the taught, if a man said to a woman, Harni Balech, Amanashi Yirza Abba, behold, I'm having relations with you. As condition on condition that my father consent, even when it turns out that the father did not consent, she is Mekudeshes. The Gemara says that the Tanakhama holds that the man really meant Amanas Sheyishtokaav, on condition that the father will remain silent and not object, and the father remained silent. Therefore, the condition is valid. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda holds that he really means Amanas Sheyomer Abahem, on condition that the father will say yes, and the father did not say yes. Therefore, the condition is invalid. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.